Welcome back, O'Gathlics, to the O'Gath Clubhouse. This is episode five, which means this past fifth week of baseball is done. It's history. It happened. We're going to talk about it. We're going to tell you what's going to happen next week. But first, let me introduce myself. I am Sammy Franchise, and I am joined by my co-hosts, my minions, Warner and Charlie. Yeah, I don't know how many times we have to tell you this, Sam. No. I'm Gru, and you no. guys are like Kevin and Bob. You actually want to be Gru? Yeah, Gru's fucking dope. Okay. Well, This is off to a rough start already. Okay. <laughs> you guys don't like the minions? You guys don't like Gru? Let's just move on, man. <laughs> <Yeah. Let's> just... <laughs> All right, well, off the topic of Despicable Me, we are a baseball pod, so let's talk about what everybody's talking about in the world of baseball. You can't escape it right now. And honestly, by the time you're listening to it, you're probably going to be sick of it. But we have to mention it at least a little bit. Fernando Tatis Jr., the whole controversy, his Padres are up seven runs in the eighth inning against the Texas Rangers. Tatis has the bases loaded and a 3-0 count. Of course, he's looking fastball. And he takes the pitch. Deep, deep into the bleachers. A grand slam, putting them up 11 runs. Next, uh, the Rangers brought in a pitcher, Ian Gebout. Not at all sure how to say this name. Probably should have looked that up before I tried to read it. But he throws it the next batter, Manny Machado. Then afterwards, both the managers basically chastised Fernando Tatis, saying it was, you know, not the way the game should be played. Tatis apologizes for breaking whatever dumb unwritten rule says you can't swing 3-0 when you're up by seven runs in the eighth inning. Um, It became a whole thing. Teammates had to come out and say whether they were with Tatis, against Tatis. They agreed with him. They didn't agree with him. Guys, Tatis is one of the most exciting young players. He's only 21 years old. He says that he he got a take sign on 3-0. He didn't see the take sign. He didn't know that this was some kind of unwritten rule. He came up. His father played in the MLB, you know, so he came up with baseball. He should know it as well as anybody. He didn't know this unwritten rule. I didn't know this unwritten rule. I think it's a very stupid unwritten rule. Why would you, if they're going to tell guys to stop trying, just end the game. Um, so, I mean, what do you guys think about this? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think Charlie and I have anything that is going well, to be don't, surprising don't to speak say. For me. Oh, oh Charlie, do you agree with the unwritten rules? Uh, what I'm saying well, is that I don't necessarily I think... agree with this specific unwritten rule. I kind of have yeah, a problem yeah, with unwritten rules with in this. general, but it's not because I'm just saying with this situation in the Grand Slam. I mean, I think it's bullshit. Um, I, I think don't think it's if, you know. Okay, so in this situation, if the unwritten rule was that if you did this, you were like out or something, that you know, but it was unwritten, so it was like you kind of had to be in the know. That would be, I'd be kind of. So, what you're that. saying is, you're not talking about unwritten rules, you're talking about secret rules. 
<laughs> well, I mean, so the unwritten rule, this rule was a secret to tease until everybody got all mad about it. But if all of a sudden the up was like, oh, you're out, <laughs> you idiot, you broke I mean, the unwritten rule. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it'd that. be like, oh, shit. You know, then he'd really be like, oh, damn, why didn't anybody tell rule. me about that? That would actually be fun. Rules. If the unwritten rules were actually just rules that really were not written down, they were secret rules that you had to yeah. secret rules. And they were Instead like of now, it's all yeah. some like culture thing. And it's like, I. I'm just not into that. But, yeah, if the unwritten rules were, like, kind of these secret things were, like, it, then he could be <laughs> mad at his teammates. He'd be like, God, why would you not tell me that I can't, if I hit up Grand Slam there, I'm out. Like, I feel like you guys kind of let me down. And they'd be like, oh, shit. You know, sorry, I dude. Mean, we thought you I knew. I have to say, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say, too, I think it's awesome that it was Tatis uh, to hit this Grand Slam. I mean, like you said, Sam, his dad. Fernando Tatis Sr., major leaguer, the only player in history to hit two grand slams in one inning. I mean, come on. Hitting grand slams is in Fernando Tatis's Fernando Tatis Jr.'s blood. I mean, come on. Um, anyways, yeah, I think it's stupid, all this bullshit going around. Um, obviously, the unwritten rules are kind of a part of the game that I think a lot of people, uh, nobody ever talks about until it, comes up that oh someone broke something and now everyone's going to argue about what this unwritten rule is and whether or not it makes baseball better or worse and it's like the same debate every single time in a way but i do feel like this situation did feel it did feel different it felt like a situation where i saw more and more and more people saying fuck the unwritten rules this is all bullshit Right. As opposed to some situations in the past where I've seen things where it's like, okay, you know, you got a batter that pimps a home run and then he gets thrown at the next time. And people are like, well, that's an unwritten rule. And you do see people come out on both sides of that equation. You know, guys that say, oh, well, you know, the pitcher is, you know, the relief pitcher, he's defending his guy. You know, you hit one or you pimp a home run, we hit you. Then you hit one of us, we hit one of you. You have people that come out on both sides. People say that's bullshit, that's stupid, it's dangerous. People that say, you know what, you're looking out for your team. This is kind of one of the first, I think, situations where, yeah, initially we had the managers, fucking Tatis's own manager, um, saying that, you know, he should have taken the pitch. That's bullshit. We can talk about that. But this felt like one of the first times that I've seen, it felt like so many people, current players, past players, commentators, coming out and basically saying, no, Tatis was in the right here. Well, um, since so the managers made those comments, they've kind of backed off or like from those comments. They've kind of yeah. They've definitely they've been trying to kind of walk them back. Right. Um, they've but seen still... the public. They've seen that they, what their view of the situation or their concept of that unwritten rule is not the majority as they might have thought it was. Yeah. You know, and and here's the thing, too, that I think is just frustrating, especially so Jace Tingler, manager of the Padres. You know, you're going to talk about unwritten rules. I feel like one of the biggest unwritten rules is baseball in baseball is that you've always got your guys back. You know, like it doesn't matter if your guy is a murderer. I mean, in some situations, yes, we're going to be honest, Sam, probably guys would still have their teammates back. But I'm saying on the field, right, your your teammate goes rushing into the other team's dugout to start a fight. You're you're right after him. You're going after him. You've got your guys back. So I feel like Jace Tingler, you know, yeah, they're going to talk about breaking these unwritten rules, hitting a grand slam on 3-0 when your team's up, blah, blah, blah. But like he hung his 21-year-old star player, Fernando Tatis Jr., future of the Padres, I think, 
one of the future future faces of baseball. Exactly. He hung him out to dry. And that is so frustrating. Especially as a first year manager. It's like, what are you doing, dude? You This was your chance to stand up. Are Jace Tingler and Rangers manager Chris Woodward the same person? I think so. I mean, apparently. And I know a big thing people talk about is that Tingler had a long career in the Rangers right. system. He was like friends. But it's just so the... frustrating that he would sit there and it's like he's really going to go and defend the guys that, sure, they gave him his start in the league. But it's like you have to kind of choose. Are you going to side with those guys from your past? Or are you going to set out and kind of make a name for yourself? Because, like, imagine what the press would have been if Jace Tingler came out and was like, yeah, Tatis was going to swing. He's our best fucking player. You know, I mean, come on. Um, so that's what I think for me. Yeah, you should have called them babies. Said if those little babies over yeah. there are mad, yeah. they should have shouldn't have thrown him a fastball. They should have just walked yeah. his ass. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, literally, this is. I just I looked up Jace Tingler because I just was double checking his time with the Rangers on his Wikipedia page. Under his tenure with San Diego Padres, it says first paragraph that he was named manager, signed a three-year contract. The next paragraph, uh, in August 2020, Tingler publicly criticized one of his players. So that is now going to forever stick with I think this is like a a watershed moment for this whole unwritten rules debate, too, where players and managers and these baseball purists are realizing – like, the game has changed. Most of the players don't give evolve. a fuck about yeah. your unwritten rules. Most of the no. fans don't give a fuck about your unwritten rules. We so. want to see dingers, man. Yes. We want to <laughs> see dingers. We have a fucking award called Ding Dong Boy of the Week. We want to yes, see dingers. Exactly. <laughs> um, and also, yeah, it's it's Tatis is a great player. We love Fernando Tatis Jr. on this show. We don't want to see um, him be sad after he hits a grand slam. No, I don't want to see him be sad. I want him to be happy. Well, speaking of changes to the game, there will be a change being made in the Cincinnati Reds broadcast booth because oh god, more controversy. T- Tom Brenneman <sighs> is being uh, relieved of his duties after saying a homophobic slur on a hot on a hot mic, not knowing he was on air. Um, then he apologized for the terrible, awful thing he said. And while he was apologizing, said, I don't Worst know if apology. I'm said, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to be putting on this headset ever again, but he also called a Nick Castellanos home run while he, in the middle of his apology. So very matter of factly too. <laughs> I'm probably going to play that odd. sound, that sound effect right here because it's, it was okay. funny. If I have hurt anyone out there. I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart. I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Um, but, yeah, Tom Brenneman, Ogat Hall of Shame. Um, yep. Uh, good riddance, burn in hell. Yeah, I mean, terrible homophobic slur on a hot mic, follows it up with a terrible apology. Fuck this guy. I hate um, the apology, too, of trying to... And then other people coming uh, yeah. out in his defense saying, oh, he's such a nice guy, cancel, uh, yeah. cancel culture sucks, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you don't use that word in the way he used it no. Right, and the people a, coming yeah. out and defending him mostly were Kurt Schilling and Aubrey Huff, right. so not yeah. exactly the people you want on your side. But his broadcast right. partner, Chris Welsh, did say during, like after the apology, he said, "You know, you're a good man, partner. Hang in there." Um, 
I and think he probably uses that word too. I think if if that was on a hot mic and he didn't know he was on air, Brennan was having a conversation yeah. with somebody. Someone. Right. That's the thing yeah. is that the rest of the booth <laughs> like, is going to keep going along. But the thing is, I don't think Brennan says that unless he feels comfortable saying that in that situation. So obviously Chris Welsh is not found guilty of saying anything other than calling him a good man directly after being called out for Which, using the yeah, F word, but, uh, thus putting himself in company with Kurt Schilling and Aubrey Huff. So, I mean, not right, saying he's need, guilty, but the association is there. Yeah. You don't want to be on that. Side I just wish, yeah, I wish that some of these guys who are in the sport of baseball would spend a little bit more and, and guys like Amir Garrett and, um, I know Amir Garrett came out right away, took a strong mm-hmm. stand. I know Joey Votto Tweeted, said some yeah. things, um, you know, on behalf or in support of LGBTQ plus community and against Tom Brenneman. But I wish some of these other guys would spend a little bit more time uh, fighting against this kind of backwards thinking and hatred than worrying about if 21 year old kids are swinging on a three Oh count in the seventh right. in the eighth. That's inning. a great so, point. Um, yeah. But yeah, hopefully we never have to hear from Tom Brennan again. I also think he's like a shit broadcaster. I've heard him do so many Fox football games. And even if he was an amazing broadcaster, you'd still got to get out of here with that shit. Um, But guys, some more kind of negative news. Sorry to be such a downer here. It's a rough rough week here. Rough start, rough week. Guys, uh, Steven Strasburg. He's done oh, for the year. Yeah. Um, he's going to have hand surgery to alleviate carpal tunnel. The defending World Series MVP joins a long list of pitchers who are now out. Justin Verlander, Corey Kluber, Cole Hamels, Tommy Canley, Shohei Otani on the pitching side, Kirby Yates, Mike Soroka, Nate Pearson, Ronaldo Lopez, so many more. All right, that's enough, <laughs> Sam. That's enough, please. Guys, a lot of pitchers <laughs> have been gone down this season. Uh, James Paxton. Another pitcher who's on, a Yankee pitcher on the 10-day ILs, he says it's because of the short spring training they got um, and all the issues uh, that COVID-19 presented. I mean, guys, so many pitchers on the IL. I just made a fraction of the list right there, and it took a long time. Yeah, that was probably like a quarter of the, maybe not even. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's just so many. I think every I mean, team even just had... yesterday – Watching the Twins game, the Twins had two pitchers go down just in one game. It's like yeah, every um, day there's the list just gets bigger and bigger, and there aren't many guys that are coming back, and if they do, they're out again. So I don't know. Twenty twenty yeah. baseball has been fun, but at the same time. Unless I'm actively watching a baseball game, I'm actually not really having that much fun with the baseball season, if I'm going to be that honest. Right. There's a lot of stuff outside of of those nine innings that's a bummer. And everything we've talked about has been a bummer. And pitchers getting hurt, a lot of guys getting hurt, having their seasons ended is a huge bummer. Um, But while some seasons are ending, some other seasons and careers are starting. Top prospects... Uh, for the Giants, Joey Bart and the Tigers, Casey Mize came up this week. Uh, Joey Bart, the number 14 prospect in all of baseball, and Casey Mize, the number 7 prospect in all of baseball. Joey Bart got his first hit. It was a double. I know 
San Francisco fans are super excited about him because, look, these are two teams that don't have a lot going on. The Tigers kind of flashed, like maybe they'd be good, but it doesn't look like that's going to hold up. I think San Francisco is kind of like, I mean, Yastrzemski has been kind of exciting too. The Giants have a lot yeah. to look forward to, I think. Yeah, the problem with Yastrzemski is he's like 30 years old already. But he's um, still exciting. So but he is I definitely know. exciting. He's a good Put player. A decent season. Yeah. And Joey yeah. Bart looks like he's going to be everything they're hoping him to be. I mean, it's still very early, but he looks like he can hit. He's got a good baseball name, too. Joey. Well, he's got Especially a great Bay, Bay Area, Area name. The Bart yeah. is like the public transit right. system there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's great. <laughs> and, yeah, Casey Mize came up against the White Sox and faced off against another guy making his debut, Dane Dunning, who is a, a top 100 prospect as well. And they, they almost had the exact same stat line. They pitched the same amount of innings. They both had seven strikeouts. They both had three earned runs. Um, but, obviously, the White Sox get the win there as they sweep the Tigers. But I think, you know, that's exciting. That's something to look at. Some some young guys this season coming in. Maybe if it's not a 60-game season, maybe we don't see some of these guys. And if, and if half the league wasn't getting injured. And there's all these doubleheaders, yeah. <laughs> and the rosters are expanded. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 exciting. It's a chance to see a lot of players. I think that, yeah, we maybe might have not seen this year. Um, so it's fun, kind of fun to get a chance to check out guys that we'll probably be watching for years to come. So, and I wonder if Joey Bart is like a fan of Bart Simpson. Do you think he gets asked that? I bet he gets asked that all the time. I bet there's like, there could be some yeah, really it's good, a good show. It's a good show. Unofficial yeah. non-sanctioned merch that could be sold on the streets of San Francisco right outside the stadium uh with Bart Simpson on on the cover. Probably. Saying like eat my shorts <laughs> Dodger fans. Probably. That's pretty good. If anyone wants to pay me to make that shirt, go go ahead. Yeah, because people who make bootleg merchandise are really into paying people for the rights. No, it's or mine, and I will. If I see a shirt that says "Eat My Shorts, Dodger Fans" with a picture of Bart Simpson wearing a Joey Bart jersey, I am. You're I'm the one sue. who gets the money. I'm gonna sue. I think that'll hold up well. Uh, Sammy Franchise LLC Incorporated owns the rights to that joke. Uh, so anyway, guys, that's the news. Unless anyone has anything else to add about the, the baseball news this week, uh, that's what happened. And I think we could get into our teams of the week. The teams of the week. Uh, Charlie, who is your team of the week? This week? I'll go first. I mean, we've talked about the Padres a lot on the Clubhouse episodes. We've talked about Tatis a lot already this episode. But I mean, the Padres hit four Grand Slams in four consecutive games last week. So that's pretty amazing. They're my team of the week. The Padres... Just keep finding ways to win ball games, or even if they don't win, be incredibly exciting to watch. They're just, they're great. Love the uniforms. We've talked about that. I love a lot of their players. I don't like their uniforms. Everyone is like I, slobbering over their uniforms. I don't like them. Sam, what don't you like about them? I don't like those brown pinstripes. Mm, they're clean. I don't think they're clean. I think it looks dirty. I think like they look like they're wearing well, dirty Yankee jerseys. Their away jerseys, you mean? The, like the the away pins. Okay, I will say out of the three jerseys, 
the dark like sand away pinstripe jerseys are my least favorite my favorite is just the brown and gold san diego across the front like the alternate jerseys i like those brown ones yeah, a lot that's the best one and I and i do like the white good, home though. i think the white i mean if i had to pick i'm saying that one's my third Number one is the brown alternates. Number two is the home whites. I like that they have brown pinstripes on them. That's just interesting. It's unique. Um, but I, I could see, Sam, what you're saying. They do kind of look like a dirty yank. Okay, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I will give you a bit of that. Um, I just like brown. I like their jerseys, Brown is so. a color that I think is un- underappreciated just in general. And I think brown is Padres rightfully Rocket looks... underappreci- unappreciated. Like, I don't... I think it looks real good on the Padres. I, um, I can get with any... you the the brown alternates. With the Those are cool, but I think... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they should have stayed I think two. I, I, I will say that I think two out of three, I think, are awesome. I, I think that they're away pinstripes. Don't like them as much, but two out of three jerseys, that's still pretty good. That's a, your... Hitting, hitting well, 667 like they've there, got so. <laughs> two jerseys that are a 10 out of 10 and then one that's like a 9.5. So, <laughs> sure, if you got to yeah. pick one, it's the To make it lower. But, you know. <laughs> well, I don't so, like them, and I've long not been a fan of the way Manny Machado wears his uniform. It's too baggy. Well, you, can't, but he, you can't hold that He hit a walk-off grand the, slam. So, did. Padres, first time in MLB history, four consecutive games with a grand slam. They're amazing. I hope uh, they win it all. Good for the Padres. Will they? I don't know, but that would be awesome to see them do well in the playoffs. <laughs> another good, team, my team of the week, another team that's been just hitting dingers left and right, the Chicago White Sox. My favorite team, finally. I'm talking about them as my team of the week. Right now, they've got a six-game win streak going on. Obviously, this will come out in two days, so we'll see where they're at, but they're playing the Cubs. Last night, in their opening game of that Crosstown series, they just absolutely massacred the north siders took john lennon john lester took john, john lester yeah john lennon they took john I mean, they 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 assassinated john lester <laughs> just like john lennon was assassinated. they took john lester to the cleaners hit six homers off of him uh they've got 22 homers in their last five games they're led i mean tim anderson leading off has been ridiculous he's got six homers Aloy Jimenez has nine homers Jose Abreu has eight the superstar La Pantera the rookie Luis Robert has six homers and all these they, they might have even more by the time this episode comes out I'm sure they will uh, Keuchel against Keuchel's looking like Cy Young Keuchel I mean he was really good against the Cubs even Edwin Encarnacion who's been pretty bad all season he took the parrot out for a few strolls on this win streak um and they started the streak. They started this by hitting – this was last Sunday, so it, it technically wasn't this week. But for the 10th time in MLB history, they hit – a team hit back to back to back to back. Four home runs in a row. Yoan Moncada, Jose Abreu, Yasmani Grandal, and Ilo Jimenez hit home runs four in a row. It was the first time any team has done it since the White Sox did it in 2008. Guys, I had a lot of fun being a White Sox fan this week. Hopefully they can yeah, keep it up. You're sounding pretty cocky. <laughs> yeah, they're really fucking good. No. Stop! Uh-huh. 
Every time I say the White Sox are good, you're always like, no. And it, that's not well, a nice thing to say. It really gets you, Sam. It really, yeah, I only do it because you get so mad. Really, really gets your goat there. I, we I haven't know made that the playoffs. Good. We haven't made the playoffs in 12 years. And I know everyone's going to make the playoffs this year, but I think I think we have a good <laughs> shot at it this, year, this season. The most yeah. fun team in baseball. There, I said it. All right, Warner, who is your um, team of the all week? All right, well, my team of the week – uh, might be a little surprising. It's actually the Texas Rangers. <laughs> and there's a reason I'm picking the Texas Rangers. If we didn't have the Texas Rangers being a bunch of little crybabies whining and moaning about Fernando Tatis Jr., we would not have seen the Padres turn in to Slam Diego and say, fuck you, Rangers. We are going to completely and utterly humiliate you your franchise, your state, everything about you. Um, and I just I just think that at the end of it all, you know, I think the dust has begun to settle. Uh, the Rangers, you know, I think they lost to the Mariners just last night on Friday. Uh, but, but I just want to say the Rangers deserve a little bit of credit for apparently flipping a switch in the Padres. Uh, had the Rangers not made a big stink, I don't think we would have seen this from the Padres. So, Rangers are my team of the week. Uh, wow, that's okay. a good point. <laughs> uh, Rangers fans, if you're listening, congratulations. You're Warner's team of the week. <laughs> yep, congrats. Hey, that's one silver lining for them. <laughs> so that's our teams of the week. Before we move on to other things, let's let's give out our awards. The most prestigious awards in baseball, the OGAT Weekly Awards. Oh, get weekly awards. All right. Uh, Warner, you are this week's Flash the Leather Award provider, giver. Uh, who? Giveth and taketh away <laughs> Um, Yeah. Flash the Leather this week is going to go to Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Uh, we had a great play. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays were playing the Tampa Bay Rays. We had Yandy Diaz on first. We had G-Man Choi at the plate. Uh, Choi hits one, shoots it down the third baseline, all the way out to left field. Long run for Gurriel. Meanwhile, Yandy Diaz is uh, rounding second, rounding third, headed for home. Gurriel scoops up the ball, throws a perfect bullet from the warning track uh, in foul territory out and left bullet to home plate that is caught. Boom. They get the tag down on Diaz, get him out, uh, keep the game. Uh, It was one to zero, but it, you know, keeps the score there. Uh, So my flash leather award is going out to Lourdes Gurriel Jr. for his throw at the plate. I don't like leather. I love leather. All right. I will give this week's King of the Hill Award, and in keeping with my fandom of the week, my Chicago (laughs) White Sox, our ace, Lucas Giolito, is my King of the Hill. Seven innings pitched against the Tigers, just three hits, no runs, 13 Ks matching a career high, just a single walk. He was incredible. His first really ace performance of the year. What I've been waiting for from Giolito, he was so good. I loved watching him. I watched the game and it just made me so happy. He's so fucking tall. He looks like uh, if you've seen the new version of uh, Willy Wonka, the one with Johnny Depp at the end when Mike TV is all stretched out and he's walking out of the factory. 
That's what Lucas Giolito looks like. Uh, I think he's... it's interesting to refer to that as the new. Well, it's kind of old at this point. <laughs> I guess it's newer the, than like the 1970s. Yeah, newer than I would just call it the Johnny one, Depp version. I, uh, just when you said or new, the, I was like, yeah. oh, is there a new one that Another I missed? Another one? Are you yeah, calling me old, Charlie? I'm just saying that I, I would just refer to that as the Johnny Depp version, not the new one. With Dude, Johnny if there's Depp. any like Gen Z kids listening to this podcast, they probably don't even know that movie exists. They'd be like, Oh my God, that movie is so old, and he just called it the new ver the new the guys the new version of Willy Wonka is on Quibi. Like, what are you talking about? The new version, like, like there's a TikTok channel that's the new version of Willy Wonka. Um, I mean, Sam, I gotta say, I'm I'm kind of surprised you didn't uh, you didn't pick Kenta Maeda, but I am too. But I he's why would I pick Kenta Maeda? He didn't finish it. <laughs> so he I mean, pitched better than Gilito did. If Kenta Maeda finished it, it sure, is. he gets the King of the Hill, but he didn't finish it. I mean, he's just come he the closest eight, to no a no hitter hitting. anyone else has this year, so that's all. Anyways. Did he get anyways. 13Ks? He had eight no hit many. innings, Sam. <laughs> How many hits right. did you pick King of the Hill? You could pick King of the Hill, but I picked King of the Hill. <laughs> okay. That's, no, I'm not. Warner brought it up. I wasn't even going to bring it up. Yeah, no, I brought it up. That's all right. That's all right. I was just asking why you didn't pick him, and that was your reasoning. That's all. I just was curious. Lucas Giolito. That's why. All right. (laughs) All right. Well, for Ding Dong Boy of the Week, I don't think this is going to surprise anybody. We've talked about him already twice this Yep. Eloy Jimenez. No. Oh, sorry. It's Tim Fernando Anderson. Tatis Jr. It, it, I mean. What? Yeah, come on. On Monday, he hit the two home runs, one being this grand slam that started this whole controversy. We already went into to the nth degree. Yeah. We don't need to go into again. But he's the most fun player in baseball. He's leading the league in home runs with 12. He's going to hit 30. He's amazing. If he hits 30. Ooh. Well, I mean. so exciting. To he's see the only one that has a chance, year. him and Trout, probably. So. Yeah. He's Ding Dong Boy of the Week. Watching him hit home runs is incredible. I mean, I hope he hits one every at-bat for the rest of human history. Well, Tatis was a White Sox prospect, so I will claim him. Well, I will give, I'll give the White Sox an honorable mention. They have hit a shitload of dingers. So uh, the White Sox uh, lineup as a whole can just kind of be an honorable mention. But Tatis, the season he's having, the week he just had... He's got to be my my number one for Ding Dong Boy of the Week. Yeah, yeah, Ding Dong! Here we go! Yeah, no, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. All right, good pick. Those are our awards. Recipients of the awards, as always, reach out to me so you could come and pick them up. My trophy room is filling up with all these unclaimed awards. <laughs> Guys, I will send them to you however you want them. I'll send them FedEx. I will send yeah, them just UPS. Give, I'm just, just waiting for the your day, address. Sam. I'm just waiting for the day that some player somehow actually hears about this and they say, you know what? Yeah, like give this, you know, he tells his manager, his agent, give this guy my P.O. box. And then Sam texts us or messages us and is like, guys, I don't, what the fuck? Where can I buy a trophy that says Ding Dong Boy of the Week? Oh my. And he's freaking out. Get one custom made. Oh, easily. And then we have to, and then we're like, oh fuck, it's going to cost us $400 to make a custom. I feel like you, you don't understand how trophies work.
He's gonna You're going to send some plastic some little thing. plastic trophy <laughs> yeah. to Fernando Tatis Jr. What is he like? Now I'm never going. Here's about a podcast like ours. Fernando Tatis Jr. or anyone who has received an Ogat award, unless it's like unless it's like that like umpire we gave it to once or whatever, like. You, I don't care. About. But anybody else, any player that receives an award and and reaches out to me to get it, I, yes, I will shell out a decent amount of money to give you a good award. I'm, all I'm saying is that I'm just waiting for the day that someone actually says they want it, and Sam is like, hope oh, look, fuck, what do I if do? They po- if we send it to them and then they post a picture on their Instagram with them holding it, that's going to be worth every penny. So If yeah, you're listening to this podcast and you have a direct line to Fernando Tatis Jr., Please, please have him get in contact with me. <laughs> All, right, All right, guys, let's talk about some non-baseball news, but we're going to do it in a baseball setting because it's our three true outcomes, home run, walk, strikeout. I'm going to tell you some key phrases for some news stories, some wacky, weird, crazy stories in the news this week. If it's a home run, we're going to read the whole story. If it's a walk, I'm just going to read the headline, and if it's a strikeout, Get the fuck out of here. Get back on the bench. We don't want to hear from you. Are you guys the ready? The dedicated O'Gatholics know all about it. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Let's do it. Uh, all right. Our key phrases are blueberries, mystery safe, and bus hits bridge twice. Just blueberries? I was waiting for another. Word no, that one's just, just blueberries. Blue- how about man eats man eats blueberries? That's even less interesting now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm not. Uh, I, I, that could be a story somebody wrote about me two days ago when I was eating some blueberries. Oh well, yeah. If it's a story about Charlie, I do not want yeah, to hear it. Let's let's <laughs> get rid of the blueberries. Should we uh, strike out that one? Okay, an 0 two count to blueberries. The pitch, he swings at it in the dirt. He's out. What an idiot! All right. Um, now we've got mystery safe or mystery bus safe hits. or I feel bus like, hits bridge twice. I don't know. I feel like bus hits bridge twice. I mean, I already. I guess part of me feels like we already know a lot, and part of me just feels like you know maybe the headline will just tell yeah, us everything we need to know. I agree. Okay, so mystery we're safe could go in so many directions. Exactly. Get into that. Guys, I'm disappointed that you didn't choose bus hits bridge twice, but I will read the headline now. Well, I don't know. How are we supposed to know the ones? No, you, want you guys made your own choice. I'm just saying. I'm disappointed because guys, That's covered bridge, covered bridge, damaged by bus, hit again during TV news report. And guys, I'm not going to get into the story because I can't. But I will let you know. This is a national news story that happened across the street from my house. Oh well, unfortunately, I think you just we're not yourself. talking about it. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, everyone, now we know where Sam lives. Okay, so let's hear about Mystery Safe. Mystery Safe. That's going to hit the big ding-dong, and guys, the headline, Contents of Mysterious Safe Left on New York Farm to Remain Mystery. Fuck. (laughs) Um, Well, that's how it goes sometimes. A mysterious safe that appeared on a New York State farmer's property with a note attached will remain a mystery for the time being. Uh, this Why is, by, is this a story? <laughs> this is on UPI.com, written by Ben Hooper. So you can send your hate mail to him. The large safe 
estimated to weigh between 500 to 600 pounds, appeared in a field on Kirk Mathis's farm in Bar, New York, Bear, New York, Barry, New York, B-A-R-R-E, with a note attached that read, hey, guys, let me know in the in the reviews or emails or tweets or whatever, is it good listening when I don't know how to pronounce a specific word that I'm saying? Let me know if you I guys like it. that. Uh, but the 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 giant safe came with a note attached that read, if you can open this, you can have what's inside. Mathis said deputies had to disperse a crowd of people who attempted to force it open. They took a sledgehammer to it, knocked it off the dial and handle. They worked on the hinges, kind of beat it up. So Mathis relocated the safe to a secret location, and for the time be- being, he isn't revealing what's being housed inside my personal feeling is leave it a mystery mathis said it's uh, probably nothing right it's probably nothing it could be or holding a million dollars now turned into it could have dust. confetti in there you have no idea so just dream said cindy van leeshout of the bear betterment committee oh this is like just an inspirational dream. thing yeah like, it's oh, inspirational whatever that you feels want like a good it to one, be you know yeah we had a rough we had some rough uh, baseball news this week that's an inspirational thing. You know what? It's whatever Guys, you want in your to. wildest dreams, what would you hope is in that safe? Cure, cure for COVID-19. Wow. I mean, I don't really know what else I can say <laughs> and not sound like an asshole after Charlie says that. So, I'm I mean, saying, cure I'm, for cancer. Cure for cancer, I'm, I guess. Um, or here's this. A cure for cancer but also right next to that cure for cancer is one of those like prepaid visa debit cards with a million dollars <laughs> made out to me. Well, I'm still, it, cancer is still cured. So like, we're fine. There would Nobody probably be room the in there. Card. Those are pretty small. So yeah, no one worry about the visa debit card. <laughs> uh, I would All like right. it to be full of puppies. What? <laughs> you sick monster. They're definitely dead. Are you fucking... God, Sam. That's you horrible. full of puppy corpses. You no, fuck. there's like an oxygen Holy tank in shit. there and the puppies are still fine. Yeah, and the oxygen ran out eight months ago. <laughs> maybe now. Yeah, maybe the guy needs to... to open the fucking safe. They yeah, resorted to does, eating uh, each if other. If there are puppies Sam, in there, what he needs to open that safe. It's, this is serious. Listen, OGAT listeners, I'm sorry that Sam just wished for a bunch of dead puppies in a safe. We're going to make him apologize later in the show uh, while calling a baseball game. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Guys, I just want to say that, look, I'm a religious man, and that, that wasn't me who said that thing about those puppies being in that safe. I hold myself to a higher standard than that. And the strikeout there to Hernandez and... It's just unacceptable what I said. And, guys, I don't know if I'll be able to keep doing this podcast because I'm just very sorry about what I said about the puppies. And a slide in a second on the stolen base by Jones. Again, I'm very sorry. You're a, you're a stand-up guy, <laughs> Sam. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right, so that's the news. And let's just get into what we should watch this coming week. Um, guys, I think that we should all be watching the Toronto Blue Jays. What do you guys think about oh, that? That that was gonna be my team too. No, you don't yep, say. That was also that was also my. Oh my team. god! All three of us are saying to watch the Toronto Blue Jays of Buffalo this week. Right now, they're finishing up a series with Tampa Bay. Uh, they're currently thirteen and eleven in third place in that division. I think they're kind of outperforming everybody's expectations for them. They get they're gonna get to play the Red Sox this week, who are like. P.U. fucking stinky. Yeah, I haven't watched much Red Sox, but I'm going to tune in to 
at least one or two games of that series of them playing the Blue Jays because I want to see, A, why the Blue Jays seem to be overperforming and, B, why the Red Sox are so bad. So Well, that part of the reason the Blue Jays are performing so well is they've got guys like Teoscar Hernandez, who is a former Ding Dong Boy of the Week. He's got nine homers. Kevin Biggio there we go. has six homers. Then they've got, like you said, Lourdes Gurriel making amazing right. dime throws from the outfield. Randall Grichik, he's playing great. Vladito, young Vladdy, is starting to play a lot better after getting off to a slow start. Um, and guys, I'm. They did have a setback with net with Nate Pearson going to the IL. Their pitching prospect, kind of their one of their top prospects. I think everyone was hoping right. would and Ken show Giles up and perform. Unfortunately, while. yep. Exactly. So they've, again, like every other team, had some pitching. But I think we've talked about it before on the show. I think that this year is going to end up being all about the offense um, because there's just not going to be any good pitchers left anyway. So these, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and one of my favorite players in the league, Rowdy Tellez. What a Uh, name. I love the name. I love he's a big beefy boy. He hits home runs. Uh, I just like to watch him. I like to watch him. He seems like a joyful, jolly fellow. So he's a lot of fun to watch. And if you're going to watch a Blue Jays game this coming week, I would watch them Tuesday night against the Red Sox. They're going against rookie Kyle Hart, who struggled in his first few starts. And there should be a lot of runs scored by those that hot Blue Jays lineup. So I would check that out. And just since we all picked the Blue Jays, let me just give you uh, something on the side. If you don't want to watch Blue Jays baseball, if you're not a big fan of Toronto or Buffalo. If you say the White Sox. <laughs> no, check out uh, the Yankees are going to have a series this coming week with the Atlanta Braves. Um, that series. That's a classic. That's a classic, like, good series. You just got two really good teams. Uh, Garrett Cole is going to be taking the mound Wednesday night. That game's going to be nationally broadcast on ESPN. Cole against that Braves lineup should be fun to watch. So check that out uh, if you don't want to watch the Blue Jays. But come on. All three of us are saying watch the Blue Jays. Just do it. Just watch the Blue Jays. Watch the Blue Jays. Um, And there's just one thing, too, to kind of wrap up this Blue Jays talk. Uh, They're currently holding on to the eighth seed uh, in the American League. And I think that'll be kind of a big thing, too, is, you know, can they hang on to that? Can they move up at all? I think a lot of the teams under them in the American League probably don't look like teams. I mean, it's, you know, it's the Orioles, the Royals, Tigers, Rangers, Red Sox, um, teams that probably aren't going to make their way above. What's that? I don't know. Those Royals. Oh, yeah. Charlie doesn't know about the Royals. But I think, uh, yeah, I mean, the Blue Jays are kind of, it's looking like they could be the eighth seed um, in the playoffs. So definitely just a team to keep an eye on for this week. And as we head into the last month of baseball already. Already the last, that (laughs) Um, sucks. Uh, Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Oh, well. (laughs) Anyway, uh, before we get out of here, we're going to do the boldest thing in baseball. The thing no one else has the guts to do. Only us here at Ogat Pod on the Ogat Clubhouse. Warner, who's throwing a no-hitter? Um, I'm going to go with Jacob deGrom. Uh, I think Jacob deGrom is going to throw a no-hitter. Uh, but the Mets are still going to somehow lose the game. Um, he'll throw a no-hitter, nine innings, um, maybe gives up a walk or two and then there's some errors that allow a run to score and the Mets just will not give him any run support 
um, as is the Mets way. Wow. Uh, Jacob DeGrom. Jake DeGrom is going to throw a no-hitter in a loss. Yep. And hopefully uh, they play, you know? I know the Mets right now are – Yeah, if – they're being held out because Eventually. of some COVID stuff, <laughs> but I think they will end up playing this week. They've got the Miami Marlins and the Yankees again. So it seems like teams pl- are doing a better job of when they get one person, they just mm-hmm. shut down immediately and not go. Eh, it's fine. We'll wait till half the team is fucked. So I think yeah, that that's exactly. a, a good change that teams yeah. have been making. So Degrom in a loss will throw a no hitter. He'll walk a run home or something, as Warner said. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. I'm picking a guy who I really don't like. I, I, I find him to be one of the most, uh, unlikable guys in the bigs, but he's having a hell of a year and you can't deny it. I think Trevor Bauer is going to no hit the Brewers. Um, the Brewers offense has not been very good. Their best hitter is casting Hira and he's hitting 240. Uh, and Bauer's just on fire. He's got the best ERA in baseball at a dot six, eight. He's top 10 in strikeouts. His whip is 0.57. He hasn't let up more than three hits in a start this year. I think Trevor Bauer, unless he cuts his hand off on a drone, is going to throw or a no-hitter. Or if Trevor Bauer stops using some sort of substance to increase the spin rate. Sure. Trevor but Bauer. As long as he keeps doing that, then. Uh, but, yeah, Trevor Bauer. I'll, I'll, hopefully Trevor Bauer hears this because he's extremely online. And if he hears this and he wants to, like, have some words with us, that could really benefit our podcast. But. I do think you're going to throw it. It'd be interesting to hear what Trevor Bauer has to say on the podcast. Um, You know, we'll see. And finally, Charlie, just tell us who do you think is going to throw it out here this week? Uh, This is going to surprise you guys. I don't think it will. It's Lance Lynn. No! Lance Lynn's going to pitch a no-hitter. He had kind of a (laughs) rough game uh, against the Padres, but, I mean, it's the Padres. What are you going to do? But I think one of the great things about Lance Lynn is – he can bounce back. So I think, you know, he went seven innings. He threw 100. He's thrown over 100 pitches in all of his last, you know, five or six starts. He's ready. He's built up. He could throw 130 or 140 if he needs to, if he's making that push to get the no-hitter. So he's going to bounce back off the loss to the Padres, and he's going he's gonna to get it done. All right. Well, we'll all see right. this week all if right. Lance Lynn can finally do it. Um all right, that's our show. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you did or if you didn't, whatever, uh, let us know. Email us. Tweet at us, at OGATPod. Instagram us, at OGATPod. Email us, OGATPod at gmail.com. Email us a question. Maybe you have a question about baseball. Maybe you have a question about our personal lives. Maybe you have a question about something totally unrelated. We will answer your questions on the pod. Or if you have my phone number, call me. Leave a voice message. Uh, any of that stuff I will respond on this podcast please do so we want to hear from you tell your friends about us check out our Patreon one game at a time podcast on patreon.com um, just have maybe a good we'll week maybe we'll start doing um, call-ins on the clubhouse maybe that could be a new segment we could get yeah. some people to call in if there's interest we will do it um, alright guys be safe wear a mask Swing 3-0 every single time you can. and Especially uh, when your team is up a shitload of runs. Oh, especially when your team is up a bunch of runs. Have a good week. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, bye-bye.